Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through an injury update for week four of the NFL season. So talking about which players are good to go, which ones are questionable, doubtful, and then which players have already been ruled out for Sunday and Monday. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content or you find it useful, please just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. That could be any fantasy football related questions. If you want to get in some last minute sit starts, just drop it down below. Also make sure you guys let me know what scoring setting it is. That just kind of helps me answer more accurately. But let's just get into the injury updates. And I'm going to start it off with the players who are actually good to go come Sunday or Monday. And the first one is going to be Daryl Henderson from the Rams. Sean McVay came out and said that he would be active, ready to go come Sunday. He's been dealing with a rib injury. He left week two, you know, in the middle of the game and then did not play in week three. So great to see him back. I don't know if he's going to have that same workload, you know, that he saw week one. Week one, he basically had a monopoly over that backfield. He's probably not going to be seeing that here in week four. I'm going to guess that Sony Michelle is going to be involved. So I would still, you know, feel comfortable starting him. Just maybe not as like a mid-tier RB2 that he would have been if he was fully healthy. The next two players are going to be a pair of teammates. Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster are both good to go. And I think they're both going to be solid starts this week. Chase Claypool is dealing with an injury. I'll get to that a little bit later on. But if Claypool is out, then I'd feel very confident with both of these guys. If Claypool is in, then I probably feel way more confident in Deontay Johnson. And Juju, you know, is not someone I'd be super excited to get into my lineup. Then we have two players here who are good to go, and they are coming off the IR. The first one is Curtis Samuel. He's a guy that I was really excited for coming into the season, but then he was dealing with injuries in training camp. I think he also got COVID, and so it seemed like he just didn't get a ton of reps during training camp, so I wouldn't expect a ton out of him right out of the gate, but you know, if they start to use him well, get him involved with some rush attempts, then I think he could be a really nice fantasy option towards the end of the season. And then the other guy coming off the IR is Rashad Bateman, and I am super excited to see Rashad Bateman play this week. He was my second favorite wide receiver prospect coming out of the draft this year. He was behind Jamar Chase. I had him ranked ahead of guys like Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, all of those top receivers. So I really do like Rashad Bateman. And this is a wide open Ravens wide receiver room. You know, before Bateman got hurt, I thought there was a legit shot. He could challenge Marquise Brown for that wide receiver one role. You know, with all the time he's missed, I don't know if that's something that's possible this year, but I definitely think he could challenge to be the wide receiver three, wide receiver two. I mean, he really just has to beat out Duvernay to be the wide receiver three. So I think that's totally capable. And I mean, is he a better player than Sammy Watkins? also very possible. So I'm just excited to see him out on the field. I wouldn't want him in my lineup this week, but definitely someone to keep an eye on. Now I'm going to be talking about some players who are questionable for week four. The first one is Antonio Gibson. He is dealing with a shin injury. I think there's a decent shot he's going to play this week. You know, he may be a little bit limited, which is obviously going to help his backup JD McKissick. So if you are a Gibson owner and McKissick is on waivers, you should go snag him. If you are a JD McKissick owner and Antonio Gibson is out, then he probably becomes a pretty solid start. The next guy here is going to be another top running back. It is Delvin Cook, and he is still dealing with that ankle injury that held him out week three. The good news is that he did get some practices in this week. He did not practice all of last week, so he once again is going to be questionable going into the game. If you are a Delvin Cook owner, 
you need to make sure you have Alexander Madison ready to go because if Cook is out, you just plug Madison in. Obviously, if Cook is ready to go, he is locked into your lineup. So that's something you just got to track, you know, come Sunday. The next player is going to be Andy Dalton. He is still dealing with that knee injury. Matt Nagy basically said the quarterback position was going to be a game time decision. And so my advice is just stay away from these Bears quarterbacks. I don't want to start Dalton. I don't want to start Fields. I don't want to start Foles on the off chance he starts. I'm just going to be totally out of it. So then I don't even have to worry about these injuries. I'm going to have a pair of teammates up next here, and it's going to be a Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz. JT is dealing with a knee injury while Carson Wentz is dealing with both his ankles. Once again, here's the thing. Both of these guys very well may play, but I just do not like either of them this week. They're going to be missing two offensive linemen, one of which is Quinton Nelson. So I think both of their ceilings are just much lower. Same thing with their floor. Obviously, if you have Jonathan Taylor, he's probably got to be locked into your lineup, but I would temper expectations. Carson Wentz, I just would not want him to start this week. Tyler Lockett has been dealing with a hip injury. He suffered that week three. He did come back in the game, but right now he is listed as questionable for Sunday. I really think, you know, if he's healthy, ready to go come Sunday, he's active, he should probably be in your lineup. I would only be benching him, you know, if you had some stacked wide receivers in front of him. But if he's playing, he should probably be in your lineup. If he doesn't play, you know, DK Metcalf is still the wide receiver one. I don't really know if I'd want to plug in any of those other Seattle wide receivers, even if Lockett is out. Lamar Jackson has been dealing with a back injury, but it looks like he's going to be ready to go come Sunday. It's definitely a little bit concerning, a back injury. You know, you don't want to see that, especially for a very mobile quarterback. But I mean, it looks like things are trending well, so that's solid. If he's active, I'm going to be starting him everywhere that I have him. Melvin Gordon is dealing with two separate injuries. He has a rib injury, and then he also is dealing with a lower leg injury, and it is questionable. So here's the thing. If he plays, Javante Williams probably is going to be getting more work than he normally does. You know, it's been a pretty, you know, 50-50 split, maybe 55-45 for Gordon to Williams. But in this game, it may flip a little bit. Javante just may get some more work. This could be a prime opportunity for Williams to kind of try to win over some touches, but we really just have to wait and see. Then I mentioned him earlier. Chase Claypool is currently dealing with a hamstring injury. Hamstrings have really been an issue this week, as you guys are going to see once we get to some of the players who are out. If he's ready to go, you know, I wouldn't feel super confident starting him just because Juju and DJ are both going to be in the lineup and the Steelers have struggled a ton. But you know, if he's fully active, he should be fine. But if he is active, like I mentioned, I think Juju probably takes the biggest hit in that scenario. And then we have Josh Jacobs still dealing with that ankle injury. He's missed week two and week three. The good news is that he did practice this week in a limited capacity. They play Monday night, so they haven't actually put out their final injury report. But if he's healthy and ready to go, he's probably somewhere around that like RB25, RB26 area. If he's out, then basically Peyton Barber slots into a very similar spot. He's basically taken over all of Josh Jacobs' work in the two games that Jacobs has been out. And then the last player who is currently questionable, it is George Kittle dealing with a calf injury. And it looks like he is going to be a game time decision. And this is a little bit tough because the Seahawks play at the three o'clock slate. So they're not playing, you know, right at noon. So it may be tougher to kind of find a backup. So if you are a George Kittle owner, I would have a backup tight end ready to go. You know, you're just going to have to monitor it. You may have to take a risk. 
and you know not play your tight end and see if George Kittle's ready to go, but just something you know to keep your eye on moving forward. Now we're going to move on to the players who are currently doubtful, and it's going to be two guys on this list. The first one is Elijah Mitchell. He is still dealing with that shoulder injury. You know, some more tough news for this 49ers backfield. These dudes can just not get rid of the injury bug. So it doesn't look like he is going to be back. And the other player who was doubtful, this one is a major bummer. Rob Gronkowski, he is still dealing with rib issues. You know, he got popped pretty hard in the week three game. He left, I guess they took x-rays. They found out that there was nothing broken. He re-entered the game but I guess it's gotten bad again. He hasn't really been practicing a ton this week. And so it looks like he is doubtful to play in his revenge game against the Patriots. Would have loved to see him down in Foxborough. Obviously he hasn't been ruled out yet, so it's not us. So it's not a certainty, but at this point it is very unlikely. So if you are a Gronk owner, you should probably be looking for a backup tight end in deeper leagues. This makes kind of Cam Brate, OJ Howard, both of those guys a little bit more intriguing options. And then we're going to talk about the players who have already been ruled out. Unsurprisingly, Christian McCaffrey's ruled out with that hamstring injury. It looks like he is going to be missing at least a few weeks, but they're not going to be putting him on IR, which is good news. Then we have a pair of teammates here from the Giants, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both dealing with hamstring injuries. So Kenny Galladay becomes a pretty decent start in this situation. He's the clear wide receiver one now. I really wouldn't want to mess with any of these other wide receivers. You know, you may think like, ooh, this is Kadarius Tony's time to break out. I'm just not buying it. He hasn't done anything so far. So the only player I kind of want to rely on in that wide receiver room is Kenny Galladay. Then two more teammates dealing with hamstring problems. And these two are both huge fantasy assets. AJ Brown and Julio Jones both already ruled out. This is a big hit for Ryan Tannehill. The Titans are just going to rely so heavily on Derrick Henry. This is a kind of cake matchup against the Jets, so that may save Tannehill a little bit, but I would not feel comfortable starting him. I mean, this wide receiver core is just non-existent now. So the only player I want out of that Titans offense this week would be Derrick Henry. On the other side with the Jets, Elijah Moore is out. He is dealing with a concussion. And that means that Denzel Mims is going to be active. You know, you may have some people getting hyped on him. They liked him as a prospect. Not interested, especially this week. He hasn't showed out. So far, he hasn't done anything for me or the New York Jets that have given them or myself a lot of confidence in him. So just totally passing on him. I already talked about Elijah Mitchell from the 49ers backfield. He was doubtful. Jamichael Hasty here has already been ruled out with that ankle injury. And that leaves Trey Sermon. You know, I'm someone who is not high on Sermon coming into the season. I'm still not high on him. It doesn't seem like the 49ers have a lot of trust in him. He could be a fringe start just by necessity of getting the ball and being the primary running back, but he's not someone I love this week. And then the last player who has been ruled out is Giovanni Bernard with a knee injury. He suffered that late in the Bucks loss to the Rams actually on his touchdown reception. And you know, this may kind of seem like a non-factor, but I definitely think this boosts Leonard Fournette because Fournette is now going to be the new receiving back. He was losing out on those receiving opportunities to Giovanni Bernard, but this does make me feel a lot better about Lenny because if he is getting that receiving work out of the backfield, he's also likely to get his fair share of carries. I'm gonna guess they're gonna try to establish the run a lot more than they did week three. So he's honestly like a sneaky flex play this week. I don't love it just because I don't trust this back just because I don't trust this Buccaneers backfield a ton, but just something to keep your eye on. And those are going to be all the injury updates for this video. If you guys enjoyed the content, 
please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.